Hey, it's Mike, Sean, and AJ of the Confused Breakfast. If you love classic movies from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, we're the podcast for you. We just finished up May of Sways Uncaged. All Nick Cage and Patrick Swayze movies. Dirty Dancing, Donnie Darko, Face Off, The Outsiders, and National Treasure. Check us out wherever podcasts are found. You will be glad you did. I really want to know what it's like to be a producer on these shows when someone like Jen comes along. Because Jen, I have to say, she's a really, really good hire because she genuinely doesn't know how this works. Like she really thought that Tamara was going to just be her friend and they were going to do this cute little show about cute little things they do. And you know, the producers were doing interviews with her and Ryan and they were like, yo, this is wild. And she's over here thinking everything's all good and we believe everything. And Tamara's going to be all cool. And I got to say, I don't, I don't get deceptive vibes from like intentionally deceptive vibes from her. I almost feel like she just believes everything that comes out of Ryan's mouth. Because she's been with her, she was with her ex-husband for so long, she never got fucked over by a fuckboy. And if you have experience with that, you could see right through his bullshit. He hit select all in his contacts, and that's how he sent a dick pic. I'm sorry. If he, the story should be, oh my God, no, that was, well, and by the, wait a minute, isn't Eddie friends with Ryan? I would imagine Eddie's in his phone. So did Eddie get the photo? I mean, select all the stories should be like, and then his mom got it. My, his sister got it. I don't know. But like, it wouldn't just be, it just went to Heather. And it, it's so funny. Everyone in his contacts should have got it then. You know? So, but she's just believing it. And again, she's believing that Tamara is just her really good friend. She's like, yeah, I know Tamara. And it, what's crazy is she's describing falling outs with Tamara and this other Heather Amin. And she's still like, yeah, what a, what's about to happen? I Brilliant. Great casting. But are they literally, like, are the producers literally like, this woman is so naive. Like, does she, she doesn't know. She doesn't know what's about to happen. Anywho, before I do Beverly, Beverly Hills, Wishful thinking. No, Orange County I'm excited for. Before I do Orange County, I want to address the SAG-AFTRA strike because we as content creators, I'm not in the union. I was, I never joined the union. I didn't qualify, um, but I, it, I guess it doesn't apply to me. But I also want to stand in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA because it's totally justified, beyond justified. You know, there hasn't been a strike, the a, a, a full union strike, and since um, 1960, and it makes sense, right? Because the way TV and film is now being made is a whole different platform, streaming, and of course, studios were like, "This streaming shit is brilliant because we don't have to pay them residuals. It, we don't have to pay them half of what we used to pay them. Isn't that so great?" And yeah. That's not going to work. Okay? That's not going to work. So we stand with them. But a lot of us have not been sure if it's okay to even talk about 
shows that are on the networks that are refusing to budge in the strike because technically like NBC Universal is on the other side of the line. Like it's not great, you know? So uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep posting episodes until I hear otherwise. We've, we've had a lot of mixed responses, but I stand in solidarity with them. Even though I'm not technically in the union, I am fully in support. And Fran Drescher, hello, queen. Just, I love her. I love her just angry and over it and not putting up with it and looking fabulous in the meantime. Okay. She's like, yeah, I'm not wearing any makeup and I look this good. She looks amazing. So we stand with them, but, and another thing, not about that, but another thing, sorry, this is so late, but in case you missed it, I was in New York City this past week. Bravo invited me to the Roni premiere. That's right. And I made a little trip of it and it was a blast, but it took all of my days from recording, taking notes, watching shows, etc. So I am having to record, I think, seven episodes today, between today and tomorrow. So apologies. It's tough to balance. It's tough to have a life and do this, you know? Before, I didn't care. Before, I was like, I can't even, like, afford a life. Uh, But now things have changed, partly thanks to you guys who support the channel and the pod. So thank you um, for that support. Patreon people, thank you. Love you. Um, Speaking of, if you would like to join the Patreon, I am finally (laughs) uh, getting bonus episodes out at a more regular pace. And I do all the Bravo jams over there, like old Roni, old Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules. I'm going to do a bonus episode on an old Vanderpump Rules episode, um, specifically the one where Brittany plays the recording that Faith took of Jax at the party. It's a good episode. It's really funny. So if you are interested in signing up, the link is in the description. And if you're watching on YouTube, hi. Thank you guys so much for your support and your love. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe, like this video, and comment below so I get to say hi. Love interacting with you guys on YouTube. And if you're listening on the pod, please rate and review the show if you haven't already done so because it really helps out. It's a free way to support and it helps the show grow. If you want to support the show in another way, support the sponsors. If you see a code and you're like, should I get it? It helps everything out. It helps me, the show, love the sponsors love it. So tons of ways to support um, that's it. Let's get into Big Trouble in Big Sky, episode six. Why is that the title? Oh, because of Montana. Duh. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. I mean, look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I'm a complete mess. What is this, honey? I love that. I'm Emily. Every week, I recap the latest episodes of your favorite Bravo shows, from Housewives to Vanderpump Rules. We need to get more cosmopolitan. So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode.
we are picking up on Gina and Heather in the truck and Gina is talking about her issues and her triggers and I honestly really did I was on Heather's side for what she was saying to Gina. However, um, I could see why that would be a little harsh for Gina to take in because it's clear that her relationship with Travis, he's very aware of her trauma and he's the, the, the dynamic of the relationship is that he's been there for her and he's with her through it. And he's part of, he's like her rock. And the the more we see of Travis, the more I'm like, this is just his role. And whether or not that's a good thing, it's just clearly something that he is comfortable with. Um, but, you know, Heather didn't fully understand the dynamic. And I, it, as I, as I step back from it a little further, I can see Gina's point in that if, if I was really, really good friends with someone and they didn't know the dynamic of my relationship and they were telling me these sorts of things, it would kind of upset me. I also think Gina really, I don't know if she's still in therapy or not, but she needs to be because damn, when she was talking about how she went to a wedding and she cried because the wedding reminded her of her own wedding and it was like what it could have been. And that's really sad. It's been a long, it's been a long time since that relationship was over. And when we met Gina, she was in denial. She wasn't talking about the affair that, that, that was what was really going on. She wasn't talking about what actually happened in the marriage. She was just, yeah, we're getting divorced. And it was very strange and it was hard to connect to because we were like, what's wrong with you? You're doing what? Are you happy about it? Are you sad? come to find out years later that it was due to his affair. Right? It's still it's still kind of confusing. But she's not over it. And even when even with him in the domestic violence, you know, like it's still it's so it's so hard in dynamics like that too because there's a huge addiction to the to the to the making up and breaking up and and that cycle, and it it confuses you, I think, like in your memory of the relationship, it confuses you into thinking it was healthy or functional, but really that's not what love is, you know? And so when you've confused it like that, and then you get into something like this with Travis, she does seem kind of bored of Travis. Travis does feel like an afterthought. There's even a point that comes up in the episode where she, uh, it's like, it's so beautiful here. Oh, my God. And he's like, you haven't sent me any pictures. She's like, oh, yeah. Oops. I'm like, girl, get it together. But anyway, I I started out kind of understanding where Heather was coming from, but then I did, I did understand why Gina got upset later. Meanwhile, Tamara tells Shannon and Taylor, they're like changing. These poor, the poor women that were waiting for them to eat, you know, like they're taking their sweet time. Tamara's changing in the in the tent, telling them that Jen isn't the only married woman Ryan has slept with. And Tamara goes in her confessional. She goes, "If I didn't care about her, I wouldn't say anything." Let me translate that. If I didn't care about her, I wouldn't give her all this camera time in a storyline. It's true. It is so true. I. 
I don't fully remember exactly who, but I know that Tamara has always known like secrets of different friends of here and there. And it's like she doesn't bother talking about it because I feel like if you don't care about the person, the best thing to do is give them nothing. Give them absolutely nothing. And so I feel like that's what she means because it seems so absurd to say, if I didn't care about her, I wouldn't say it to everybody behind her back. But she means uh, she will thank me later because this will guarantee that she is on the show again. You know? The poor women that were waiting for them to eat, they walk over, they're like, now what's this? And these women are like, oh God, all right, this is bison. This is the fish you cooked two hours ago. Like, they're like, I'm starving. Heather, though, she pulls out a joint. And I love her for this. I love this new era of them smoking weed because it's just, it's the same as getting drunk on camera. There's no difference. And it's way less volatile. And I think that it's cool that whether or not it's performative for the show, I like it. But I do kind of think and believe that Heather smokes pot pretty regularly. And I'm okay with that. It's good for someone like Nancy Pants to smoke a lot of weed. You know, it's good. None of the women will sleep in the tent. So they go back to the cabins. Like, let me just further inquire. What was the point then? Did Tamara really think they were going to sleep in those tents? So she made them pack. She made them do all that shit. She thought they would. But they truly turned to producers and went, absolutely fucking not. Our cabin is right there. Okay? And they're like, fair. I am the same. I'm not sleeping in a damn tent. Are you crazy? We're going to the cabins. But as they walk in, you hear Heather go, let's smoke a joint. And then they put together this like debaucherous after hours footage. Uh, And it's it's interesting because at one point, Gina has a bottle of champagne and appears to be pouring it on Tamara's bare ass because Tamara's pulled her pants down and she's just pouring it on her ass. I'm like, okay, I don't understand what's happening exactly. But it's Tamara. She's like, give the cameras what they want. The next morning, Shannon wakes up saying that there was, okay, wait, hold on. Let me, let me actually get this accurate. Heather wakes up Tamara and Shannon and Tamara in the same bed. (laughs) Shannon's like, oh, I didn't sleep. There was an animal in my room. It was scratching on the ground. It was scratching and scratching. I didn't fall asleep till early this morning and the sun was coming up. What? (laughs) I thought she was like dreaming, talking still, but she was dead serious. She was talking about (laughs) what? We need to circle back because she like doubles down on it. They go to, they, when they're sitting at breakfast, she's like, no, there was an animal in the room and I heard it scratching, scratching, scratching. (laughs) But then it left and she went to sleep. (laughs) It's so funny. Okay. Jen calls Ryan and tells him what, what Tamara's done. And she goes, it, it felt like Tamara is trying to get the other women not to like her. And I'm like, well, you're right. It's, I don't know. Actually, let me think about that. Is it, is it that? Does she want them not to like her? Yeah, right? Not to trust her, at least. 
Right? That is, I mean, it's not wrong. So your intuition is accurate there, at least, Jen. But she's holding off on telling Ryan, like, what Tamara said said, because she knows he will lose his shit. Anyway, the activities are wild today. Rafting with Taylor, Jen, and Tamara. And Kevin, the instructor, Kev, K-Dog, Kev Dog or whatever, he's he he greets them with no shirt and like a backpack in the front. And he's just like, hey, yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Like I can already tell this is not a good idea. They have no training. They don't go they don't go through any sort of safety protocols. He waits until they are in the raft to explain how they need to be paddling. And then they're going into rapids. So where was the safety precautions? And Tamara's just not paddling. They're supposed to and Taylor's Taylor is she knows how to she would have done Taylor would have crushed those rapids. Shannon no. Taylor, yes. Who else was in that boat? Jen. Jen was trying to. Tamara, get out of there. But I feel like Taylor and maybe Heather could have handled those rapids. Heather seems like she would be like dutifully following the instructions. But Tamara straight up, they're like, paddle! She's like, no. And they could have. This was damn. What if they fell out? What if they fell out? And this must have been like light rapids because I don't think they would have just let them do this without any kind of protocol if it was any way. But it looked tough. It did not look easy. And then at one point, his balls are hanging out. (laughs) I think it's Taylor that goes, they're purple and they look cold and shriveled. Gross. But the other the other group, they went fly fishing. This is Shannon, Heather, and Gina. And Gina's like, I love fly fishing. This is great. And then she falls in and water gets all in her suit. Ugh, we've all been there. Oh, and the water goes into the shoe and into the sock. It's the worst. The current is so strong, though, they can barely, like, stand in it. They can barely walk out. <laughs> I couldn't tell what they were doing at first because it looked like they were just standing in a weird position, but they were bracing themselves because the current was so strong. Oh, my God. Gina keeps pointing out all the various wildlife, and Heather's like, stop, stop pointing it all out. She's like, oh, there's a little fish right there. There's a little thing right there. And Gina goes, you have to be aware of your surroundings. And Heather goes, well, you be aware and leave me out of it. How could you do this to me? Question mark. Summer is here. I'm not a summer girly. I don't like being sweaty. I don't like being smelly. And it was this time of year where I first discovered that you can get body odor all over your body. It's not just on your armpits. I was at work about six years ago now. It was hot. I was sweating. I was running around. And I sat down in the office and was hit with a scent I had never smelled before, coming from where I believed to be my bikini region. Now, mind you, I had just recently had a rendezvous with a new guy. And so I immediately was like, I have an STD. This is it. I have an STD. So you can only imagine my Google searching words. (laughs) But I got targeted by Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. Impulse purchase, I'm buying it. Deodorant for down there, whatever. Honestly, I used it. I smelled like a freaking toasted coconut. You can apply it everywhere. The first time you ever thought about body odor, like under your arms, it's so normalized. And it makes sense, right? Your arms are down. They don't really get a lot of airflow. Well, 
What's happening down in that area, huh? There's no airflow throughout your day. Of course, it's going to possibly create some body odor. When I use Lumi out of the shower, it can technically last up to 72 hours, but I've never tested it because I've showered within that time frame. But this lasts all day long. I smell like toasted coconut down there all day long. This stuff was created by an OBGYN because she was sick and tired of the vagine getting all the blame for the odors. And it makes sense. If something smells within that area, you should, you know, be concerned. But when I was able to rule it out, I don't have an STD. I just had body odor. I was like, I'll take it. And here's for the technical stuff. It's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. It is pH balanced specifically for use below the belt. So you're good. Skin safe, all of it. And the scents are to die. I love clean tangerine. I have that body wash. Oh my God. So as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHESPEAKS at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack. When you visit Lumi, spelled L-U-M-E, deodorant.com and use code SHESPEAKS. Shut up! That is so stupid! I have spent most of my adult life actively trying to not be pregnant. I cannot count the number of pregnancy tests I've purchased in my day. And it occurred to me, a friend of mine who... We used to do the same thing, tracking our periods. When did we get the period? Oh God, how late are we? And all that stuff. But this year she's in a happy relationship and she would like to try and get pregnant. She used the modern fertility test that I received from this sponsor. And this was months ago now. It's a simple finger prick. You do it all at home. You mail it in with a prepaid label and then you get your personalized results back within like six days. She downloaded those results and took them into her doctor and they were not good, unfortunately. They were not good. The doctor said that my friend would have always had a hard time getting pregnant, even in her like ripe 20s. What if we had actually just done a test to test our fertility, we could have been screwing everything in sight without even worrying about it. So if you think you may want children, maybe, like possibly, modern fertility. The thing about modern fertility is that they understood that the majority of people don't want to go to like a special facility and spend 600 plus dollars to get anything like that tested. You're just like, I guess I'll never know. But modern fertility is super accessible for everyone. It is a fraction of the cost, only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks, you get $20 off. So it's a fraction of a normal fertility clinic. And also you just get to stay home. You don't have to go anywhere. So you get the results, you can download them, and you can take them in to your doctor to discuss further action plans. It's all the same hormones they would test at a clinic. Plus, you can get reimbursed through your FSA or HSA. So give yourself some knowledge about what's happening with your body. Don't focus so much on pregnancy prevention and more about educating yourself on what's going on. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks. That means your test will only cost $159, which is a true fraction of the cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your test when you go to modernfertility.com slash she speaks 
modernfertility.com slash she speaks. I love that. Dinner that night. They do the highs and lows of the trip. And Heather was just doomed from the start. She really was. She starts as she goes, <laughs> so bad. She goes, oh my God, the high was actually shoveling shit. You know, it was good to see how these people who take care of us and all these things that go into it, it's really good to see how they live. <laughs> it's nice to feel like one of the people, one of these poor working class people. The sad thing is I was like, good for her. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I mean, what do we expect from her? She's so rich and she's only, she's been like that forever. So like, you know. The problem is Heather's life, because here's here's the low. The low. That was her high because she's like, oh my God, I never do things like this. Her low was that she felt left out with Tamara and Shannon. <clears throat> and she relates it to the time. Excuse me. She relates it to the time before. Uh, when, what was that? Shannon's first season where... Tamara just completely like turned on Heather and it was like Shannon and Tamara against Heather. And she gives the example of how she went into their room and they were doing their hair and she felt left out. And this is the thing for Heather, her life is so blessed and easy that any slight discomfort is just too much for her or it becomes a bigger deal than it needs to. You know, it's like, you know, it, it but don't get me wrong. Tamara can do shit like that. She, do, she does get really like extra, like, this is my friend now. This is my friend. And Heather was already feeling a little left out. And so maybe it was just a culmination of that, but she was just doomed from the start of this whole thing. She really did not intend for it to turn into what it did because Heather, then she, her back's all messed up from shoveling shit. So she like gets up from the table, grabbing her back after she has said what her low is and her high is. And Shannon and Tamara are like, oh, she fucking, no, she fucking did it. And so then she gets back from the table and Shannon goes off. Okay, she gets the big, the big Shannon eyes. She goes, for you to turn this into something negative, because she's doing the Barbie hands, for you to turn this into something negative, when I am finally having a good moment with a friend of mine that I have not seen in so long, for you to do that, I'm fucking pissed. Shannon, I don't know if it's necessary for it to be this like, why do they need to be mad at her for this? You know, if I heard a friend was feeling left out, I would be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't, I'm not like a, I don't take that as something to be offended by. That being said, I love that Shannon is. I love that she's turned this into like a righteous, how, how could you? I love it. It's, it's good drama. See, really good drama. Like good, low stakes. It's not that serious, but it's still giving. You know, it's like, yes. Killing it, okay? Uh, but Heather does apologize. She says she's sorry. She says that I, I was only letting you know how I felt. I did not and would not have brought this up if I had known the impact. Then, unfortunately, it continues. 
Well, we'll get to that in a second. First, Taylor says her low was the miscommunication between her and Heather. And Heather's face is literally terrifying. She's just listening to Taylor. She's like, like, okay. Well, actions speak louder than words. Terrifying. But Jen's low. Jen's low is how triggered Gina is by her. And Gina explains that she stuffed it down for so long and pretended like everything was fine, which is really hard. And it is, absolutely. But Shannon joins in and she's like, I want you to work through this. But Gina's like, you can tell Gina's getting defensive, right? And Shannon keeps explaining and she says, I just don't know how much longer. And then Heather finishes the sentence and goes, He's going to put up with that. With that, Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I said last night. And Gina snaps. She says, don't say that, Heather. Put up with what? These are my feelings. And Heather tries to rephrase it, uh, but Gina is too mad. And she's, in her confessional, she says, I'm upset that if Heather really is my friend, why is she making like a spectacle of the situation? Like she, we talked about it and now she's like, yeah, I know. I told her that too. And I guess I see that. I guess I can see that. And I don't think that that's where Shannon was going with the sentence either. I think Shannon was about to say, I don't know how much longer you can handle this. I don't know how much longer fill in the blank. But I don't think she was going to say, I don't know how much longer Matt or see, I don't know how much longer Travis can like put up with it. I don't think that's where she was going with it. But I could be wrong. Tamara and Eddie. Now we're back. We're back. Tamara and Eddie, they go on a hike and she tells them what Ryan said. And Eddie goes, it's funny, actually. I was at a party and one of his friends was like, keep an eye on your wife because Ryan likes to sleep with married women. And Eddie was like, I didn't think anything of it, but now. And he, he, Eddie is saying all the things like, this is what I'm saying about Jen coming on this show. The producers knew this was the conversation happening around Jen. They knew. And here she was like, hey, here's my relationship. What do you mean Tamara's saying bad things? It's like, damn, they they set her ass up for this. Because Eddie's like, I don't even understand why Jen stayed with him after he cheated. And he says, once a cheater, always a cheater. Now, I don't know, because I know Eddie was outspoken about how he didn't want Tamara to do the show, or he was at least happy that she, when she got fired, he was like, yes, we can have some peace in our lives. But I wonder if he realized the value of that check. And I wonder if he's given, because this is, we don't, Eddie doesn't do this. This is not Eddie's style. He's usually like, just stay out of it. Okay, Tamara. And she's like, no. And he's like, whatever. But this is just not his style to get involved. But, um, I mean, it could be genuine. It could be coming from a genuine place. I don't know. But maybe it's a little like, I'll, I'll stir the pot with you. We need to stay on this show. That check is good. Meanwhile, Jen, she tells Ryan what Tamara said about him saying he's going to fuck her. He's like, really? Obviously, he's going to lie. But Heather Amin has come up again. And... Heather Amin is a friend of Tamara's. This is how this is how Jen describes her. A friend of Tamara's, but she's also a sister to Ryan. I don't get that. Um, 
And then Tamara, they're doing like a side-by-side split of these confessionals where they're telling the same story. And Tamara says the three of them were close until it fell apart. And Jen's version of what happened is that Heather was dropping half stories, like not full details that made, that made me question the man I was with. So I cut ties. What? So yikes, Jen. So she was probably trying to give you hints about your man. And you were like, I just don't need to hear any of that truth and fact stuff. That's, I don't need truths. I don't need facts, you know? And so she cuts her out, but then, then they hooked up. Like Heather and Ryan. But then we go to the dick pic and this is where Ryan says, man, I just hit select all in my contacts. And then Ryan, Ryan tries again with this one's really bad. He goes, how can I send someone a dick pic saying miss you when I've never uh, been with them? (laughs) It's like he started that sentence and didn't know where it was going. He was like, well, abort. What am I saying? I take it back again. Wouldn't everyone in Ryan's phone have gotten that dick pic? Wouldn't every single person, you know? But that didn't happen because he did mean to send it to Heather Amin. Is Heather Amin terrible? I mean, I would. I need more information on her. I'm. I'm I seriously think that she tried out for the show, didn't get on it, and she's getting on it any way she can. So I don't totally trust her, but I don't know. Gina and Travis have dinner, and Gina vents about her issue with Heather as a friend. Um, And after Gina had snapped at Heather and had that bad emotional moment at the dinner, she wanted to call Travis, but she didn't, quote, and it's not like Heather was texting me or checking in because she had Tamara. And it's ironic that Gina thinks this when Heather thinks Tamara and Shannon ignore her. Yet here, Heather is, in from Gina's perspective, kind of doing the same thing to her, right? With Tamara. Irony. But Travis is so damn sweet. My goodness, he's like a cuddly teddy bear. He's He suggests that, you know, he's like, maybe Heather's going through a lot, you know, with two kids leaving for school. Like, what a love. Like, that was the first thing he thought of. And he says it is okay for Gina to talk to him about that stuff. And he has his own confessional. And he explains that it would be worse if she didn't come to him. He says, I'm her person. And that's what I'm here for. Wow. What a guy. What a guy. Travis says that they lean on each other in the hard times. And he goes, if you want to lean more, I've got big shoulders. Let's go. He's won the hearts of America with that. But Gina talks further, and this is really, truly what the essence of PTSD kind of is with with betrayal like this, is she says she lives her life like the bottom is going to fall out any minute. And I I bet. And she actually has that type of energy to her as well, which is why she needs to work through this in therapy. Because she has that energy. Like everything's always kind of a little too like panicked and nervous. And I, that's got to be from from that for sure. 
But Gina makes a good, this is where Gina made a point that made me understand. She thinks if Heather was her friend, she would know Travis is her person and she's actually not being a good friend to her. But meanwhile, she's taking shit from Heather about not being a good friend to her and like not inviting her to stuff that Gina's right. She wouldn't go to, you know? So I, I get, I, I don't know. I, I really don't like being totally against Heather because I think she's actually bringing quite a bit to this season. And I see what she's, I see her sides of things too, feeling left out with Tamara and Shane. I could see that. I'm not opposed to that at all. That's fine. But um, I also see Gina's side. It's a very well-rounded cast right now. Everyone's got, everyone's got a good point. And even though Emily seemingly doesn't have much going on besides Annabelle's modeling, I'm not mad at it at all. I don't, it's like, she's, she's working for me. She's engaged enough. She's honest enough. She's shown us a lot of her life already. And, uh, this is all, it's, it's working for me. And Jen just believing this man who's clearly deceptive and lying also working for me. (laughs) So yeah, but, um, I can't wait to actually see the drama go down with Jen and Tamara. I can't wait to see it really get ugly. And when Heather was on Watch What Happens Live, someone asked about the um, movie, the the Oklahoma movie. And she says, well, let's just say this. It doesn't end well. I think that's what it was about. Regardless, this season is going to get tricky. Uh And Tamara is probably the reason for it. And that is why she's there. Okay? That's what she said. She she knows how to stir that pot. A little too obviously at times. um, But having MJ on the show really put in perspective that they ask for a list of people you know. And they go through who they want to pick. And clearly they picked correctly with, with Jen. Padranti, Padranti, Padranti. I can't really pronounce her last name, but yeah, it was, it's good that she's, she's somehow naive to how these shows work. And usually we have to deal with those housewives that come on already built, ready to go. Um, but yeah. But for a little Patreon exclusive content, I'm going to let you guys know about the Roni premiere. This next section is for Patreon only. If you want to hear it and you want more exclusive content, head to the link in the description and sign up to be a grand dame or the moment. Okay, let's get back to the show now. Anyway, I hope you guys are well. And uh, next week I have Christian Gray Snow joining me. Not sure if you know who he is, but he is um, huge on Instagram and he's been covering Bravo for a very long time. So I'm excited to chat with him and stay tuned because literally as soon as I end this session, I'm starting up and doing Project Runway. So hopefully I see you over there. If not, I'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. 
If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.